1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Democratic convention is now in the history books, and it's still about in against Trump. And now we're going to be starting to talk about a lot more issues when it comes to the stock market and the final 60 or 70 day push until we get to where we need to. As far as elected a president. Um, lots going on with that, right? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Last night, it was revealed that Pfizer is expanding a trial tied towards coronavirus. And um, I think if we're to say a long story short, it, it could be positive. To the point that Wall Street could start taking its cue that it's a matter of time, not a matter of if, when, how, or why. It's just a matter of time. Whoops. yeah, fix that. So it looks like late October is when Pfizer is going to submit their data and their results for review. A very small part of me kind of hopes in some way, shape, or form that it gets through. Um, or rush through is kind of what I was trying to get at. Rush through uh, the FDA approval process, I want to be careful because we kind of already said that a little bit um, when it came to Russia and how they were going to be playing out um, th- their vaccine or lack thereof a vaccine. So the world is kind of dealing with all this. Hold on, I gotta move my microphone. Uh, new home. I don't know if anyone's gone through this problem yet. Uh, but the world's going through the vaccine chasing game solution, if you will, or for a lack of a better word. Um, interest rates are still at incredibly low levels. And when you factor in deflation, It's almost free money because there's a lack of inflation and the cheap money is so cheap that it's kind of stimulative. Or maybe a better word for that would be it's rather stimulative. So we're still working through that. We got other stories out there today tied towards Warren Buffett saying that he wished he would have invented Airbnb. Airbnb has filed to come public. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, In times of COVID, well, maybe if they get that vaccine in October that we're talking about, bam, they're in the right place at the right time for a lot of pent-up demand. Uh, um, You get the idea, I think. I don't know. So uh, Alibaba, still in the news. We'll talk about that stock and that story later today. Right now, we have a positive open we have the Dow up one-third of a point, the NASDAQ up fractional, the S&P 500 up one-tenth of a percent. I see Apple on the leaderboard, and I see Tesla on the leaderboard. Things don't change, do they? Yesterday, Tesla, and this is, this is hilarious because I give a young man under the age of 30 credit when Tesla was sitting at 1950 a share. He goes, it looks like it's going to 2,000. It looks like it just wants to go. I'm like, any reason? He goes, no, just wants to. Uh, and today it's up another 50 points. The analysis that I've seen on Tesla is that it should easily be, or no, no, it could easily be worth 1.5 trillion dollars. And you take a look at the valuation right now, and you see 400 billion. Now that's when you factor in the percentage of electric vehicles. That's when you factor in a lot of positives like solar roofs, energy panels. California is going through a wildfire season yet again, and it, it, again, it makes you say, can't we get off the grid and just power our own homes with solar? No, that's not really what I'm thinking, but that's the idea that Tesla needs to play into to grow into this valuation. It's ridiculous. To use a stupid word, it's redonkulous the Tesla's and Apple's valuation if they don't grow into them. But for the short term, there are a momentum. I'm not going to knock that. But for the midterm, it's going to be what sort of product do they get out there and how well does it sell? One slight hiccup from either of these companies in manufacturing or production or in recalls, maybe run-ins with the government, it it could be a serious 10% correction, which when you do that, that's 200 points on Tesla. Now, again, that's psychologically crazy. Short-term, medium-term, long-term, Tesla's on a roll. There is no doubting about it. Uh, Do I want to own it? I don't. It's not my kind of play. Um, I still own shares of Apple, so I'm more than stoked with my quote-unquote momentum and my growth. And I also own some of the other big companies like Microsoft and Google. And you don't really want to call Qualcomm that play, but they're in the same vein. It's not an yeah, Qualcomm could be overcrowded. Uh, I want to be careful about what I say here on a, a statistical basis. Record high prices are no reason to dump stocks. That's a phrase that pays. Your age is a reason to dump stocks. Your goals being met is a reason to dump stocks. Um, Too much growth or too much momentum would be a reason to diversify. I sold some Apple 100 points ago, 5% of my position. Do I feel stupid? No. Maybe a little bit, but no. Did I use that money since I've sold it? I might have. I have to be very, cautious legally what I say there. Boeing still is struggling. That's worthy of note. As is Chevron Texaco. Again, reminded me that not all stocks are created equal. And that the Dow Jones industrial average has some laggards in it, which is a good thing and a bad thing. The laggards in the short term, you're like, why is Chevron Texaco? Well, global demand. I think that's a real story. Um, more and more people are saying on a regular basis, global demand is a problem. Now, again, could this turn the way of positive quickly? I think it could with a vaccine. And then the Airbnbs of the world, the Alibabas of the world, the Amazons of the world, more business could be done. So if you take away uh, Google, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, companies that are clear beneficiaries from us being locked up, if you take them away, the regular old economy is not rocking and rolling. You saw that in the uh, retail soar- sales store, blah, 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 blah. retail same store sales. <sighs> Speak English, Rob. That Ross and companies where we have to go to the store were still a little, eh. I saw Instacart added Walmart and added Office Max recently so that if you feel like you don't want to go to the store, I hate what I'm going to say next. You could pay some schlub to go in there for you with a mask and gloves on. And maybe or maybe not, they get COVID, but maybe they don't bring it to your home. Isn't that crazy? We have essential workers out there. I consider Instacart and Grubhub and Uber Eats and all. I consider them essential for the people who want to stay in. And if you want to pay someone to walk around a store, you can Those kind of economic plays are are very sideways, but they're better than down. And it's not quite as the pure play like an Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, uh, Netflix. So on a regular basis, I continue to um, play into this economy. I continue to use my paycheck. I continue to spend. But I know a lot of people are kind of locked up, cooped up in let more than 50% of people, just slightly more than 50% who were furloughed, haven't gotten back to work. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.
0: We look stars, a perfect night to dream with you. Got 90s retro on the road. I made my bed and I'm still wondering. I'm wondering. why do all the monsters come out at night? Why do we sleep where we want to hide? Why do I wonder? We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: Thank you very much. Did he just say thank you? Strangely dead. F A A N G. Uh, Facebook, Alphabet, Apple, Netflix, Google. Thank you very much. I bet a lot of Americans who are invested in the stock market have done very well because we all know Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google are kind of the best at what they do. You could add in Microsoft. You could throw in Tesla. I, I, maybe Tang. Tang you. I, it's getting too much. I can't even process that. Um, but long story short, hmm, the FANG stocks have done their job. There's a big question of how do they continue to do it? And I, I think that's a fair question. The FANG trade, again, when I say FANG, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Alphabet, Google, however you want to play those five or six names. And again, I don't really like simplifying it that much and call it a thing, but let's do it. As COVID-19 continues to hinder the economy and business throughout the country, we, the stock market is saying, this is pretty good. There's a disconnect between the real economy and those six or seven stocks that are kind of like Zoom. You could throw in other names, too, that are really powering right now. The stay-at-home surge. Um, As back-to-school has started, talking to parents, Office Depot is a stock I want to look at because everyone's trying to buy their kids a desk. They say that if you're going to learn from home, buy your kids a desk. So they have a... a I don't own Office Depot, but I'm intrigued by it. Um, Because I said, you know, me and my producer friend, Z, as I'll call him, Um. He's a young man, and he's going out on his own and getting an apartment. Love in the time of COVID, apartments in the time of COVID. And he he's talked all braggy about Ikea and how he could buy two things and put a, a countertop on top. And voila, you have a desk, a life hack, if you will. I was like, ah, I had life hacks back when I was your age. I'd get off his depot and buy two filing cabinets and throw a slab of wood from Home Depot on top. And maybe I'd sand it and finish it to even make it look a little bit nicer. So the, the hacks have been there. I checked Office Depot locally yesterday within 25 miles for filing cabinets. You know those little boring two-drawer two filing cabinets that you can throw a, a piece of wood on? Ha, ha, ha. Sold out. Amazon. Sold out. So, again, I kind of see that Office Depot as a potential play. I'm not telling you to do it, but that's how you have to think. When you're talking to other parents, they're like, yeah, get a desk, get a desk, get a desk. But also, what are you going to put on that desk? Speakers, a computer, a monitor. So I, I, I go, well, everyone knows Apple and it's a bit crowded. Let's take a look at Dell because Dell's publicly traded. And some people are going to go, I don't want that overpriced Apple MacBook Pro. So Dell, let's see how they've done because I think it's important to like explore ideas in your head so that when I die, when I kick, when I'm no longer around, you got this going for you. I'm not going to be in radio forever. And I'll, I'll be quite honest with you, a lot of my priorities are changing. Um, and we'll talk about that down the road. But when I take a look at a one-year chart of Dell, I see nothing, nothing compared to Apple. Now, they're not in the same business. Dell doesn't do wearables. Dell doesn't do a lot of service. So that's already a poo-poo in my mind. But you know what I do see? A PE of 10. And I, I know people are going to be buying notebooks. No, I... I Is that enough? No. But it's a start. Yesterday, I talked about a company called Bluebird. Why did I talk about Bluebird? Because Bluebird is in the business of bussing kids around. Um, It's something you could look at. Is it automatically appropriate for you? No. Nor should it be. I don't think that's how this works. I don't think that's how this works. Um. 800 516 20 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. There's a stay-at-home surge. And again, some of the stocks are crowded and, and have had amazing years in the time of COVID. Just be cautious. Now, here's where I'm saying don't be cautious. New data suggests BioNTech and Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine could lead the pack and could be as ready as in, in October for a reveal. Now, if I'm Donald Trump, I'm firing everyone at the FDA and I'm putting Ivanka and Eric Trump Jr. in charge, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric, and I'm saying, you guys, just approve anything that comes through because we need this. I'm kidding, of course. I'm exaggerating, I tease. But that's interesting because Pfizer gave a paper yesterday showing the version of their COVID-19 vaccines, they're testing that's in phase two, phase three, pivotal trials is safer than an earlier version. And from what I can read, and again, I'm not a data scientist. It's causing fevers in about 20% of people. And I think we'll tolerate that. So far, the phase two, phase three has already enrolled 11,000 people. The study aims to enroll up to 30,000. Um, and then they're going to you know, get that regulatory review going in as early as October 2020. That's this year. Now, again, I don't want to get excited. I don't want to look like a, a butthead down the road. I don't want to look like oh I went off to Phoenix and partied, and I'm okay. Oh, I sent my kids to college and they're okay. While well, the disease spreads from healthy person to healthy person to healthy person, I'm not that guy. But it's nice to see. Now, okay, the post office. Let's go back to the election last night, man. If you if you watched it in the DNC convention, holy mackerel, there is a lot of fear and and. Doubt, 40% of voters think that the elections are going to be tampered with. And the obvious one is the post office. We're hearing things like 51 million ballots have been mailed out to people. And some of them are like, um, you know, uh, poodles kind of thing. I don't know how much I believe that. And I don't, again, I'm not a big conspiracy guy. The only big conspiracy I believe in is Bigfoot. Because I've seen really, really, really hairy men in New Jersey, uh, heading up and down the beach, looking for how shall we say love. So the post office is in the crosshairs of of media right now. Pretty hardcore. Um, there's stories about like baby chicks. You can order baby chicks in the mail, and someone will put baby chicks in the mail and send them to you. That they're dying at the post office because the post office isn't delivering them. That is horrific. But who would you play if you think there's a. a weakness in the post office, UPS and FedEx, right? And shouldn't they already be benefiting because they're sending people to work and making them deliver packages? Again, this is how you have to think as an investor. Maybe not obvious, but everything I see in my life, I instantly go to an investment. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. I want to hear your thoughts. Video games, for instance. They were a big play in uh, spring, summer. Stocks have done great. They've got a history of being very radical, uh, volatile. But they also have, a, they were slated to have the Xbox and PlayStation come out. And Today I see uh, Activision, I think, announcing a new uh, Cold War game, Russia versus the United States.
0: on a dream. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: At least
0: I forget on occasion
1: to remind you this this show is for informational purposes. Please. It is an exhibition. No wagering. It is not a competition. And what I'm trying to say by that, I'm trying to be cute. I'm trying to steal from Dave Letterman. When he would do with stupid pets. This is an exhibition. This is not a competition, please. No wagering. Um, and those are worth watching on YouTube, by the way, which brings me to you guys should own some Google because Google's doing pretty well with that YouTube thing. Or you should consider it, least I forget that this is an exhibition, not a competition. Anytime I talk about Dell and I'm starting to look at it and I share my thought process with you. It's trading at a discount. Last month, they said they're going to spin off of VMware. And maybe, just maybe, I'm not going to say Apple's going to run out of product, but there seems to be two kind of computers that we buy, you know, right? Apple's and everyone else. and the world of everyone else, Dell makes pretty good corporate computers. And do we want our kids on them? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm an Apple person, but I'm looking at it. But there's a lot more to look at than just, you know, hey, there's got to be something other than Apple. Well, I'm going to go put $10,000 into that. That will get you into trouble, my friend. Um, I will say one thing that Apple ha- or Dell has that's pretty interesting is Alienware. A couple years ago, they bought a, the highest-end, most ridiculous, silly company that makes video games. Not video games, video game computers. So you can go out and get a computer that runs pretty efficiently, 600 to to $1,000. bucks. it will run your Fortnite. It'll do your word process. It'll do all that kind of stuff. Keyboard included, maybe even a monitor. But if you want to spend $3,000 to be cutting edge, it's there. And that's kind of some pretty attractive margins. Plus, the Alienware software is some of the best of the breed. If you ever bought a computer and you're like, it's got a motherboard in it, I know that. And then you never upgrade the, mo- not upgrade, but update the motherboard. That stuff gets better and better with the updates and it gets safer and safer, in theory. Um, Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling on and I need to shut up. College towns are an area where I feel really bad. I love college towns. There was a big push a couple years ago when I was talking about areas you should invest in for real estate, when San Francisco and Chicago and New York and Los Angeles were all kind of crowded as far as outperforming the rest of the market. And we started looking at smaller cities like Portland and Seattle. And did we say Phoenix and Denver and um, Memphis and Austin, Atlanta? Atlanta was called Hotlanta. And I talked about them on air as like they're the more medium-sized cities. And after we've crowded the large ones, we go to the medium-sized ones. But there's also a thought on going after college towns. I myself love the mid-small town. Love it. Um, I've spent time in two locations this spring, summer, and I'll tell you, I hate the big city. I hate it. I drove three hours uh, last week, uh, three and a half hours, through Smoke, California. Three hours in, in smoke because of the fires. I don't know where you live any of you're getting this, but California's on fire again. Listen to my idea, though, on college towns. I like it. As I get older, I can downsize from my current home into a college town. Nicer home. And it might be paid for uh, because I'm not pursuing the – anyway, you know what I'm going for. College towns, though, I feel really bad for them. Talk about that right now. I loved college football growing up when I was a young man. As I've gotten older, I just don't like any sports. I don't play for the team, and they don't pay me to cheer for them. So I've got nothing invested. I know you're saying, you're that mathematical, yes.
0: <clears throat>
1: kind of. Apple's up 13 today. Holy mackerel. I was just looking at my Tesla Apple screen. Because they're just breaking out. They're <sighs> just going higher. But 25% of colleges are likely to go out of business. Um, again, if you don't have an online presence, you're in trouble. Period. And if you just got it ramped up last year, you're in big trouble. Demographic shifts and high tuition costs have weighed on U.S. universities even before the pandemic. As I've watched my children age, I'm less and less about sending them to college and more and more about sending them to like chef school or yachting school or something. If they're not going to be math and science engineers, I don't know if the cost is worth it. Now, again, that's just, you know, maybe kind of what I would refer to as a beer conversation and not necessarily a, a, a father-mother kind of thing going on. But demographic shifts and high tuition costs. And the, the wealthy have it good right now. We had money before this started. The middle class and lower class, some of them are still unemployed. We have high unemployment in the United States. Sorry, junior, I'd send you to college, but I don't have a job. And then we get into the college loans and we just know this is a. I, I want to curse. I'm going to use a term that was used in Saving Private Ryan, "foobar." It's a military term. Google it if you want, and it's got a dirty word in it. This is messed up. So 78% of students say they can go to college for the sole purpose of getting a better job. If the schools don't make it cheaper, don't go online, don't expand their curriculum, um... Uh, they're going to go out of business. And again, a lot of colleges are still doing poetry degrees and uh, 18th century literature degrees. There's not a lot of jobs in those degrees. Not again, not again that you have to actually um, use it that way because you could use it as learning how to like suck up to a professor is the same way of kissing up to your boss. That's important to learn to get up at 7 o'clock every single day. You know why I'm good at radio? You know why I have a good career? Because I get up at 4 every day for the last 25 years. Do you know how that is for my love life? Do you know how that is for my social life? It's awful. But I learned that in college. If I get up on time and I show up to class, you're going to get a B. You actually have to try to get a C or D. I mean, you have to plagiarize to get an F in college. There's there and I took economics. I took uh, statistics. I was so good at statistics. Again, 3 out of 4 people make up 75% of all people. <laughs> but 78% of students say they go to college for the sole purpose of getting a better job. And some of these colleges that have some degrees that kind of like how shall we say fluff up the cash flow so that the big degrees have the big professors How are we going to stay alive? The dramatic drop in international students and international students, you know how much they pay? They basically write a blank check to a university. Um, There's going to be steep discounts now from universities to attract people. There's going to be a drop in state funding. There's no doubt about that. If you have COVID in your state, you've got money that's going there, whether it's medical supplies or personnel or overtime Hospitals that are saying, you know, we can't do the, we can't make money on like breast augmentation surgery. So we're going to do something a little bit different and treat the people who are dying and sick. There's a company called Chegg. They sell and rent textbooks in addition to study materials and services. They've seen its growth accelerate at schools across the uh, country as people are transitioning to remote learning. Revenue jumped 63%. So they're selling the bullets. And the ammunition, essentially, for if you want to go to college, you can go to college. We'll, we'll do check textbooks for you. If you want to do it from home, we'll do it that way, too. Um, but colleges are facing a dilemma right now. And again, I feel bad for small colleges because I do get that Baton Rouge, Louisiana has got nothing going on for it. Nothing except for college sports. I know You're, saying, you're picking on Bachelor Rouge, Louisiana. That may be a bad example. Wherever Ole Miss is, or you get the idea. High school sports and college sports are economic lifebloods for a lot of small towns. And I started this with wanting to live in a small town or midtown, so you kind of see where my dilemma is. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Despite political tensions, and they're big right now, Alibaba's international expansion is paying off. I like Alibaba, but I do have a problem buying Chinese companies right now as long as Trump is in the office and as long as he's threatening China. In large part, I don't know. And that is something I won't do on the radio and I won't do to clients and I won't do to you. I won't say I think that's a no brainer if there was no Trump. And again, I'm not speaking badly of Trump. I'm just saying he's very hawkish against he's very pro-America. And at times he'll use that stance to hurt businesses. So anyway, I do like Alibaba. And it's a stock I will consider maybe next year, maybe on election night. Um, and it may not go my way. Let's say I, I, I say I'm going to buy Alibaba if Trump loses the election and he wins the election. I can't buy it. Because I, I set a standard in place. I like the revenues, I like the earnings, like the, uh, the international feel. I like the competitor to Amazon. This isn't Highlander. There can be only one. There could be two really big international retailers. Alibaba's U.S. business is growing into compounded annual growth rate of about 8.5%. Its global operations about 12.9% compounded annual growth rate. I like those numbers. And I throw it out there. A stock that I don't like right now is Blue Apron. When the pandemic ends and with what we're seeing from Pfizer, it could end. When it does end, are we still going to be paying a little bit of a premium to have groceries delivered to us in a kit? Are we going to say, I'll just microwave pizza? Good question. So that is one that I don't short stocks, but I think it'll have a bad 2021 if there is, how shall we say, a vaccine. You can find me online. Don't send up a bat signal. Find me online at Rob Black Show. You can also find me at newfocusfinancial.com. They are still taking clients, and they would love to review your portfolio and set up a meeting with you online. Check them out at newfocusfinancial.com. com.
0: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Do you remember Hans and Franz from Saturday Night Live? I'm no, I wasn't the biggest fan because there was a kind of a slightly racist undertone to it. Um, And I won't get into it, but there was a lot of Jewish and German jokes that were not good, that probably wouldn't fly today. But one of their quotes that I remember, um, God, there's so many of that were just bad. But gentlemen, I must ask you to rid yourselves of feeling of pity. And they did it in a German accent. Gentlemen, I must ask you to rid yourselves of all feeling of pity. And they're big muscle heads and they worked out. They're like high school gym wrestlers that kind of went to college, but never went to college is the thought. But I bring that up in large part because I want to get pumped up because I haven't been going to the gym for the last six months at all. And I'm getting a little flabby in the arms and my arms and my legs are my strength. Uh, My legs, I grew up playing soccer for 21 years of my life, 19, 20 years. And I've got legs of an Adonis of God. Um, that's how good my legs look. And they're still in great shape, but my arms, eh, not too much. I can't lift toilet paper anymore without like hurting. I I pick up a bag of flour and I throw it in the air to show my strength of of messing things up, but no dumbbells, no kettlebells. And that's a thing that's going on right now. And again, if I could find an investment there, I'm not going to tell you to go work out. That's not my thing. But if I could find an investment right now is that, you can't find these things online. They're out of stock. Something called a dumbbell is out of stock. What is a dumbbell? It is a, it's, it's like concrete or sand inside of a, a, it's not very complicated. It's not seven nanometer dumbbells. We're not trying to put a billion circuits on it. And these things are sold out. Walmart and the sports authorities got cleared out fast. No one expected this kind of demand. So a lot of the components, the raw materials that go into dumbbells and kettlebells are coming to us from China. And I was just talking to the, uh, my young producer because we banter. And he kind of throws ideas in my head. He was going to go with an Alibaba, Alipay kind of alternative site to Amazon, and they're like, it's going to take 90 days to get stuff to you. It's like, no, thank you. I'll go back to Amazon. It's going to be more expensive, but I'll get it sooner than rather than later. So I'm not going to do a story about sports authority. not going to do it. What I will do is something along the lines of Amazon versus Alibaba. In the end, I like them both, but for the short term, if you're counting on the American Eh, Alibaba is not going to be a home run, but in the midterm, maybe the because it's not a home run now gives you some valuation that's a little bit cheaper and gives you a little bit more protection. Anyhow, dumbbells. Do you remember Nautilus? Do you remember the Nautilus commercial in the nineties? It was a gym, and they called them naughty bodies. Online orders for sporting equipment increased by 220% year over year. And again, this is not technology. And yet it's very attractive. And again, I, just, I implore you, I beg you, I, 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 I plead with you. Look for things that are um, a little different. Have you seen the strawberry dress? I'm not big into memes or fads But um, strawberry dress is kind of a thing right now. And just go Google strawberry dress. And it just goes to show you that sometimes Rob Black misses everything. Because I I, I didn't know about the strawberry dress until yesterday. And it's a thing. It's a pink dress. And it's got red strawberries printed on it. And that's about as well as I can describe it. But again, what I'm trying to get at is I consider myself knowledgeable on all things financial. I know nothing about that. July home sales spiked a record 24.7%. Prices set a new high. Okay, so real estate's doing well. Stock market's doing well. Sales of existing homes up 24.7% in June, July from June. Supply of existing homes plummeted 21% annually with just 1.5 million homes in America for sale right now. The median price of a home sold rose 8.5% to $304,100. What I want you to get out of me talking about real estate right now is supply. Supply of three months, which we're at 3.1 months, is very, very good for the sellers. Supply at nine months is very, very bad for sellers. You can say a lot of things right now like, oh, real estate's overpriced and people are going to lose their jobs and this is all going to end bad. I want to be that guy, but I can't because the supply is so low. I know that there's people who are willing to to pay for pet rocks in the world. When I was six or seven, I was at an amusement park and I saw someone with an invisible dog and it took me a long time to figure out it was not an invisible dog. It was a, a dog collar that had a lot of starch on it and the rope connecting it had a lot of starch but people were walking around and paying good money for an invisible dog. I like invisible dogs because they don't poop on the rug. I don't like invisible dogs because I didn't. I wasn't in on it for a little. I was a little bit slow as a kid. Yay! So the existing homes um, sits at 3.1 months supply. A year earlier is at 4.2. So the real estate market's getting hotter. New listings are running a little higher than a year ago. Does it all been ba- end badly? I don't know. I think there's a big societal change right now. Uh, big cities are, you're seeing a lot of people move out. I'm considering it in a weird kind of way, not in a serious kind of way, but I get it. And the smaller towns like the Reno's or the, the Portland's, um, the Phoenixes, and Scottsdale's, and I'm just naming a couple, the Denver's, they could do quite well. Because there's not a lot of inventory out there, and there's a lot of people who want to move away. Two very different trends. I'm Rob Black. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.